Welcome to White Noise, the podcast where two guys talk about sports, movies, television, and any other topic that crosses their minds. Lists will be made, arguments will be had, but at the end of the day, it's all just white noise. I'm Dalton Elwood, and this is my co-host, Bradley Wooster. Hello. And today, we are going to be introducing ourselves to you all. Uh, Today is the first episode of White Noise. We're going to do a lot of introductions. We're going to talk sports, uh, specifically baseball, movies, TV, and then if anything else crosses our minds, we'll probably talk about it. Well... The Yankees just won. Um, Garrett Cole looked like absolute shit. 1.2 innings. That's what I thought. I saw that. I thought that was just a fake tweet. No, uh, he threw 45 pitches in the second inning, got pulled after 1.2. What is going What happened? I don't know. I mean, all the casual Yankee fans are claiming it's because he doesn't have sticky stuff, but obviously that's not it. He's just not in a groove right now. It's definitely a tough look, but the Yankees still grinded out a win. Clark Schmidt looked incredible. Uh, we got lucky in the first inning. Josh Donaldson hit a pop-up about 500 feet straight up in the air above the catcher and pitcher, and they shit the bed, and both of them dropped it. And runs, so that was rather enjoyable. Jesus. Did the Cardinals play today? Yeah, they won. I was looking on the MLB app. And for some reason, it was saying the Yankees were winning three to zero. So I guess I was looking at the wrong thing, I guess. But that's why I was confused. I was like, Where the well, no, they would have been at the top of the second. They were up three to zero. And oh. then bottom two, Garrett Cole. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Imploded. Yeah, five walks, I see. 68 pitches. By right? Garrett Cole? Yeah. Yeah. In 1.2 innings. That is just, I don't know. I really don't know what was wrong. It's not a good start for an ace, but. No. Who? Oh, Wainwright was on the mound today. When does, yeah. is Jordan Hicks in the rotation still, or did they decide that's not a He's thing they're doing? He's going to pitch Thursday, I believe. He's going to start Thursday. Thursday. That's going to be so enjoyable to watch. My boy's going to walk every third batter. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I just, I, I don't see him lasting that long is the problem. I don't in the game? He, yeah, like because he's because he's a guy who throws he's one of those guys who just comes in for like an inning or two and just throws absolute gas. So I don't know. I guess we'll see because I don't think I've ever really seen him start a game before. So yeah, I don't think he ever has. No. I think he didn't like all like in like A ball or double A ball. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if he's built up to throw like more than f- three innings. Yeah, so I don't. Like, maybe they use him like that. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Else. Yeah, he could be an opener. Oh, he's going against Pablo Lopez. That's, that's an L. I'm sorry, yeah, four that Cardinals. That that's game over. Well, if Albert Pujols is hitting, we'll be okay. Albert Pujols is hitting. If he is, we're okay. No, he's a speedy Albert. He's a speedy 42-year-old scorer from first base tonight, so. Yeah, a speedy 42-year-old trying to swipe yeah. third base. Hey, you know, he tried to catch him off guard with that one. You know, yeah, and he looked like he was moving in cement. I don't really know you should see him what his meeting. thought process was. You should see him running a, running a home from third or first base. That was pretty cool to watch. Man, I mean, really, is, 
is he the slowest player in the MLB? Probably. Like, he has to be. I can't think. I mean, Yachty's right there with him, too. Yachty does not move. But Albert's like 42, going on 47. I'm pretty sure he lied about his age when he was coming to the MLB. He might be 50. I don't know. Jesus Christ. But he's, he's close to 700 home runs, and I want to see that happen. I don't know if he gets to it this year, though. Yeah, he's – If he's going to platoon, I don't – I don't know if he has that kind of – power anymore i mean he's still he's has a couple but i mean he's hitting pretty good so i mean if that's all he does this year i mean i'll be okay with that but it would be nice to see him get that 700 because he was having a good game again tonight i mean i don't ever want to wish illness or injury on someone but i want goldie to like 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 just get covid for like two days so i can watch albert pujols play first base again oh god he, yeah, he went two for three tonight, two runs. I don't know what it is. He got off the Angels, and it was like, wow, he actually knows how to play baseball. I don't know what it is in, in Anaheim. It's just the depths of hell over there or he, something. He did have a good couple or two or good two or three years there, though. Yeah, at the start of his contract. Yeah. I just, it's just a pit where baseball players go to die. I don't. Yeah. Poor Mike Trout. Goldie had a good night. Decent. I don't want to say good, but. I love scrolling through Twitter and seeing all the uh, Yankees fans crying about how Aaron Judge is doing terribly so far this year, which, like, he's doing worse than you would expect or worse than he normally does. Yeah. But he has a 120, like, 6 WRC plus going going into tonight. He had a 126 WRC plus. So when Yankees fans say he's playing terribly, he's still a 26% above league average hitter. I, I, I just I, <laughs> I don't understand people sometimes. It just hurts my brain going on Yankees Twitter. Like they don't know what uh I just and then they hate Joey Gallo, and it's like 11 games. They got him at 133 now. Judge? Yeah. Fangraphs does. Uh oh, so maybe. Yeah, that would have been going into tonight because it doesn't update till the morning. So, yeah, 133 WRC plus going into tonight. And he is, quote, playing terribly, end quote. It just doesn't make any sense. Who did you tell me to look up? Who He was, like, hitting a 12. Was it a Rosarena? That it was. Yeah, he's up to a Randy. 50. He's up to a 52 now. <laughs> Ooh, ALMVP candidate. I've been told Randy Arozarena, 52 WRC+. That's, that's, that's tough. He's got a pretty good war, though. You want to hear it? This year? Yeah. You want to hear it? What? Negative 0.2. <laughs> well, when you can't play defense <laughs> and you play at Tropicana Field where oh, you hit a ball straight up and no one can see it and it might hit a catwalk, Anything can happen in that field. It's, I don't know how Kevin Kiermeyer accumulated like five and a half D war one year at Tropicana field. Oh, and then there was the whole, uh, they said they sold out their stadium or whatever. And then like the whole top rows are empty. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Somebody dropped a tweet showing a picture of their 
quote unquote sold out crowd and the entire third deck had nobody in it. <laughs> Not a soul. It's time for a new stadium in Tampa Bay or just for them to move. Yeah. The Colorado Rockies are having a very yeah, fluky year to not, start out with. They're not doing too awful. I noticed that. And the A's too. I mean, the A's being six and five is yeah relatively impressive because they are terrible. I don't the pi- look at the Pirates. Look, they're like yeah five and six or something, six and five. Yeah, one of those was against the Cardinals, but we don't have to talk about that one. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. The Yankees just lost a series to the Orioles, so I have absolutely no room to talk. We haven't lost a series yet, but we'll see. Still early. (laughs) I mean, again, all of this is kind of like who knows what's happening. It's been 11 or 12 games for most teams, so yeah, anything can happen still. There's still 150 games left. Like, we're still – like, that's that's the hardest thing in baseball season. When the season starts, and then you have to realize – yeah, you're playing really good, but then there's still 150 games left. Yeah. When you're like hoping, oh, are we just going to suck now or are we going to actually be good this year? So it's kind of – it's hard to sit here and watch an entire baseball season sometimes. It's a lot different yeah. than like football, and I'm not even going to say NBA because fuck the NBA. I'm only waiting for LeBron to retire and then we're done. But anyway – or then I'm done anyway. Um, yeah, because like – when you watch a football season, you kind of get the idea, okay, I watched this game. This We look pretty bad. This is not going to be a good season. Or like, mm-hmm. okay, we're pretty good. We're going to have a pretty good record. But with baseball, you can't think that. And that's yeah. like the hardest thing. And like the sample size for a football season is so much smaller, right? Like you play 17 games, like three games into the season, you can already be like, okay, I kind of know how this is going to shape out. Baseball – you can be at the all-star break and still not have a clue what's going to happen at the end. Exactly. Well, if we don't have anything else to say about baseball so far this season, I say we go ahead and get into some predictions. Do you want to start us off with your division winner for the AL East? You're going to love it. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. I respect that. I also went with the Blue Jays, so I'm not offended. But I I don't think the Blue Jays are that much better than they were last year in terms of, like, their offseason, right? Like, they got Chapman, but they lost Simeon. They got Gosman, but they lost Ray. They got Kikuchi, who's not, like, world-ending. He's their, fit, their fifth man. Like, he's not incredible by any means. Yeah. But the Yankees didn't really get better. The Rays, I, I, their rotation is god-awful. And in my opinion, the Red Sox had a fluky year last year. So, especially if, like, the young players on the Blue Jays continue to get better, yeah, I definitely can see them winning the division. Yeah, the Red Sox, I, I think I can only – I guess I can tell you two starters for them. Like at the top of my head, I can only say two. Is it uh, it's Yovaldi or whatever, and yeah, and uh, Sale, which you know, Sales. But yeah, and then they so got like, Story. I can't believe I, I, I can't believe I wanted that guy. Yeah, I mean, he got uh, again small sample. Yeah, he looked terrible this year. I never had faith in him 
leaving Coors Field. People said, oh, he's not going to be in Coors and going in and out of the environment. So he'll become a better hitter because he's in a more steady environment. And I was like, the logic's there. But at the same time, when has that happened before? Like, I guess Nolan is still good. DJ LeMayhew is a juiced ball merchant. He's not good anymore. Troy Tulowitzki left Coors Field and instantly went to shit. Oh, yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah. That's been yeah. a while. I can't even – I don't know who else. I don't know if Larry Walker was good outside of Denver. But also Trevor Story is on the verge of having Tommy John surgery. Like his elbow is cooked. And he's playing out of position, so a terrible defensive shortstop can play in his position. Yeah, and they're – I wonder what they're going to do with Bogarts because he's not really – is he kind of starting off a little slow too? Yeah. And him and Devers both won a lot of money, and I would definitely give that money to Devers over him. Yeah. All right. Moving on from the AL East, I have a lot to say about the AL East, right, because, like, I pay attention to them all the time. I don't know about every other division per se. Uh, the AL Central. I, I think this one's probably pretty easy. I went White Sox. Yeah, this one is honestly the easiest of every single division. Yeah. It's the White Sox, and then there's just a massive drop-off. I wouldn't say massive with the Twins, though, would you? I like the the Twins, twins, they're pitching, and now Sonny Gray's hurt. I don't know. I can't remember for how long. Sonny Gray's hurt. When is he not? (laughs) Yeah, they have Joe Ryan and Dylan Bundy. I mean, yeah, Dylan Bundy throws like 89 mile an hour. I just, I don't know. Their pitching is not the greatest. Yeah. I hope Buxton can stay healthy because I love watching him play. Got scared for a second when he slid into second base and it looked like he destroyed his ACL. Yeah, because then when you see a player also get up and get pissed, Mm -hmm. that's when you're like, oh, shit, here we go. But then he started walking normally, so I was like, okay, we might be good here, but I was scared. Yeah, and I think they said it would just be like a week or so, so. I'll hurt my fancy team for a week, but. That'll be all right. Do you, so I also had the Twins finishing second. Who do you have third? Because I feel like Tigers Guardians is actually a good argument. I have Royals last. I don't think that's no, that's gonna be debatable. Uh, that Tigers and Guardians is a pretty close one. If you, I actually went Tigers third. I know the Guardians are playing really well right now. Yeah. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders, but I that, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Everybody's hyping up Stephen Kwan like we didn't watch your mean Mercedes do the exact same thing last year that Stephen Kwan is doing this year. Came up, had a good month, and then proceeded to retire from baseball for like two weeks. Hmm. After being this white hot rookie, he left baseball for two weeks. Is he even in the league at all? Uh, I mean, he came back. He's not in the majors. Well, I knew that, but like, 
I guess I haven't even. I think he's still on the in the White Sox organization. I just saw like a post or something that he was on vacation or something though, so I don't know. Oh well, like, but I don't know how old that is either. No, but yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing with Quan. I think that's really cool. You know, I had that where he didn't get out or didn't miss a ball or whatever the freaking thing was. But what what's that going to really do for you? It's gonna, It was going to end sometime. And does, does he even really have, like, any kind of power with those hits? That's what, I'm, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I'd, I, I swear, like, 80% of them are singles. Yeah. I don't know. How, he has not hit a home run yet. No. 37 plate appearances. I mean, he has a 222 WRC+, plus, but that's because he's hitting almost 400. Yeah. He has – oh, he does not strike out. Yeah, right now he has a 22% walk rate, which is amazing. But his next highest, like last year in AAA, 12% walk rate. The year before, or the same year in AA, 10% walk rate. The year before, 9.8% walk rate. He doesn't, he's not, this 22% walk rate is not sustainable. This isn't something he actually does. Yeah. Once pitchers, again, like your mean Mercedes, once pitchers figure out how to pitch to him, it's over. I mean, maybe I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I can't see it happening. He kind of reminds me, kind of reminds me of kind of a Adam Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. I feel like I haven't heard Adam Fraser talked about at all since he no, got traded I last either. year. Uh, he just, like, I know he's on the Mariners. Correct. But he just, does he do anything? Is he, I don't know what kind of year he's having. I think I was looking at how fantasy wise, I think he's good doing okay, but yeah, I don't know, you know, anything else. I think he's their lead off. Ooh, he's sitting at an 84 WRC plus right now. Oh, see, like looking at his career stats last year before he got traded, really looks like it was a fluke year. He ended the season with a 114 WRC plus. I think it was maybe 130 at the deadline when he got traded. Year before that, though, 80. Year before that, 97. Then he had a 116. Year before that was a 97. The year before that was 109. Ouch. So he, he's really not the incredible hitter that people want to make him out to be. But talking about the Mariners, we might as well move on to the N or the AL West. Another one that I think is pretty obvious. I have the Astros. Yeah, I want Astros too. Yeah. It's, I mean, they lost Correa, but I saw Jeremy Pena is playing incredible right now. So it's looking like they didn't lose Correa. They replaced him with someone just as good. Yeah. Is that their uh, prospect? Or yeah, their rookie shortstop. I just saw that name today because I never I never really heard of him until to, until today. Yeah. He's 24, 187 WRC plus in nine games. Already has half a war. That's yeah, that's pretty good. What about uh Altuve? Did, did you ever see what a, they did you ever see what happened to him? What do you mean? He's hurt. He's hurt? Altuve is, yeah. I feel like this is something I should have. As known. we say it, Jeremy Pena hits a home run. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> 
the goat Jeremy Pena is listening to the podcast as we are recording it. Yep, he's definitely yep. walked up to the plate with his earbuds in. He's like, "All right, I got it. I'm done now." He knows. He knows. He could feel his ears ringing. White noises talking about him. That was the second one of these. That's year. incredible. Um, exit velo is one hundred two point eight. Thirty-three launch angle. About four hundred three feet. It'd be a home run in 26 of 30 MLB bar ballparks. Yeah, that, that'll do it. The wall height was 20 feet. Altuve suffers hamstring injury. Yeah, he was like running the first base or something. Then he like Yikes. You said hopefully it's not anything crazy. So I agree too. I have him in my uh, fantasy war draft that I did this year. So I really hope he doesn't miss much time. Talking out to he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't playing good before. No, I think they said he was struggling. Yeah, so maybe it's. I mean, you'd never want to say an injury is good for someone, but maybe, yeah, him missing a little time, cut back a little stronger. I don't know. I mean, wow, he's oh my, he's had incredible years straight from 2014 until last year. In 2020, wasn't so good, but he played 48 games, and I'm not counting that. Yeah, that 2020 is hard to talk about. Yeah, it's easier to justify good hitters being good in 2020 than bad hitters being bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people people that played good, it's like, okay, they might be able to continue this. People that played bad, it's just like, you don't know. I mean, they had a whole weird offseason. Some people gained weight. Jock Peterson looked like a teddy bear. (laughs) You just don't know what happens. Yeah. What or what happened that year, I guess I should say. Outside of the Astros, I mean, the Angels are hoping to get a full season from Mike Trout, and I want to see that. I about I shit my pants when I saw him get hit by a pitch on his hand. Yeah, no. I was about to fall to my knees in prayer, but he's fine, thankfully. And I hope he can play this whole season because he's probably he, I would I probably agree he's probably the best player in the league right now. But it just it sucks when he misses games. Yeah. Like when was the last time he played like somewhat of a full season? Because obviously not a lot of people play full 162, but yeah, he played 134 in 2019. 140 the year before that. So. 114 the year before that. And then from 2013 through 2016, he had four straight seasons of 157, 157, 159, 159. Okay, so yeah, those were the good ones, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's only been a few years since he's uh, still quite a bit. It's three years. But... Yeah, I mean, one, 134 games in 2019 is quite a few. Yeah. And in 2020, he played 53 out of 60. Oh, I thought he missed him in 2020, I guess. He's a career 172 WRC plus. Yeah, that's 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 insane. That's insane. Yeah. There's people not the best player either. Yeah. I understand the hype for Shohei Otani. Yeah. And like it's it's incredible what he can do. He's still not Mike Trout. I don't care. He's yeah. not. It's inc- Mike Trout is I mean, when he's done, if he can play six more seasons and each season get like 120 games in. I mean, I know that's kind of pushing it. Yeah. He's getting he's getting older, but 
if he can, he's only 30. If he can figure, I mean, he's only a year older than Aaron judge. And that's kind of insane to think about. That is weird. Cause Justin, like I was rookie year to like 60, 2017, 17. He was a late bloomer, but Mike Trout is and Aaron judge last year. Kind of figure. I mean, I heard stories about like him doing yoga and shit. And then it come the year ends and he played in over 150 games. Yeah. So if Mike Trout can figure out something where he can stay healthy and play six more seasons, his career WRC plus is better than Barry Bonds. Uh, Trout's is? Yeah. By four points. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's insane. So he can easily go down as the best player in baseball history. Yeah. So I do not want to hear people telling me Shohei Otani's better. Shohei Otani might be more of a face of baseball right now because everybody talks about how Mike Trout is not outspoken enough. Yeah. Which like Otani's not outspoken either. He's more, I don't even know. It's just, he does two things. So it's twice as cool. He's still not Mike Trout. I no. I don't care. Yeah, again, yeah, he's I Otani's a lovable guy, but yeah, you can't Trout's definitely the guy. <laughs> oh, your boy Cron hit one, by the way. Another? Is that six on the year? Yes. Yeah, that was smart. Definitely traded him for a good reason. I guess I still got Hoskins out of it. So Hoskins is terrible. Yeah, I feel like Hoskins is underrated. Yeah. He doesn't get and he's not gonna get much love this year. Looking at, I mean, all the other great hitters in the Phillies lineup, he's like the fifth best hitter in that lineup. So, which is insane to think about. That's a really good lineup if he's your fifth best hitter. Like the Phillies could do a lot of things this year. Just hopefully we get that. You said it was like the bullpen issue. Mm -hmm. They got the starting pitching. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. For sure. I mean, Wheeler Nola 1-2 is very good. Yeah. But their defense is atrocious. Oh, the Phillies? Yes. Yeah, that would make sense. Did you have Angels or Mariners finishing second? Mariners. Really? Yeah. I had I had the Angels finishing second. Yeah. They, I mean, I think the Mariners last season – Got very lucky. Their run differential was in the negatives, and they made the playoffs. Or they no, they almost made the playoffs. They're like one or two games out of making the wild card, and they almost they did. Close. And they almost fluked their way to it. And yeah. I, they do not impress me. They got Robbie Ray, and I am not a Robbie Ray guy. I do not think he will be as nearly as good this year as last year. He no, I don't just, see it either. That was that was his stuff is good, but. That was just really – that's just one of them random things where a pitcher just comes out of nowhere for a year. Because yeah. Like, and like, he was just basically depth when the Blue Jays got him, and then mm-hmm. he just was just came out of nowhere. Statistically, Garrett Cole still deserved the Cy Young, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. But he finished the year poorly, so that kind of puts a negative connotation on voting for him. Yeah. I wish, I wish that stuff would get fixed. Yeah, which, I mean, all the voters are boomers and they don't know, really. Like, they look at win-loss and Ks and – 
which I mean, for there's not as many good advanced analytical stats for pitchers as there are for hitters. No, but I could definitely see the Angels getting second. I think it'll be. A, I still think they're missing some because they got Rendon, Trout, and then they have Otani. But the thing is, who else do they really have? They have the man, the myth, David Fletcher, who I despise. He's hurt, I believe. So, so he's not even playing. Yeah, and then Trout, Otani, and Rendon all have injury history, recent yeah. injury history. Yeah. So you can't overlook that and assume they're all going to be healthy all season long. Yeah. Suarez and uh, uh, Winker, that was that was a pretty good move, I would say. Now the thing is. Is Winker going to have somewhat of a season like he did last year? That's yeah. the question. Because, <laughs> like, and I haven't heard anything about him since. Yeah, I mean, I think he can definitely repeat the season he had. I really like Winker, but. Let me see what they got. Eugenio, I. Yeah, I mean, Eugenio's he gonna played hit. a full 145 last year and had an 85 WRC, plus, which I think is lower than it will be this year, but he's definitely not as good of a hitter as he was in like 2018, 2019. I don't think. I mean, he'll get his, I think he'll get his 20 some home runs, but Mm -hmm. other than that, he's yeah. I mean, he's walking less striking out more, but he has a 116 WRC plus right now. So he's definitely hitting well. Yeah. Winker's not looking good right now. Zero war 78 WRC. Yeah, I mean that'll come up hopefully. I love Hanniger though. Yeah, I I don't think he gets talked about enough. No. But he's definitely a good player. He's hurt right now too, so that sucks. If I'm correct. Cuz I thought he was supposed to be a free agent. He must have signed a signed something to stay on, I think. No, he he's going to be a free agent next year, so he must be um, on ARB. Yeah, he was on ARB this year. Gotcha. Last year of Arb, which makes sense because he's 31. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get talked about enough. Last year he had a 120 WRC plus. Didn't play in 2020. Did he opt out? Must uh, have. I don't know. In 2018, he played 157 games and had a 137 WRC plus, four and a half war. That's pretty good. I think he had a two. Yeah. No, 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 he's not at a two. He's only at a 0.1. He's only projected the 2.2 this year, though. War. Yeah. Well, that's for the remainder of the year. Yeah. So he's projected at, well, it depends on what you look at. Zips has him at two and a half war this year. And then Steamer has him at 2.2. See, part of the problem with his war, the fact that his war might go down has to do with, he DHs some. I I can't remember how much. Right. So Mm. let me see. Less time playing the field, less war. Oh, it says right here. He's played six and right and two DHing. So yeah. I mean, obviously that'll go up. But so I mean, if that stays six and two, so if he's playing a fourth of the season at DH, yeah, I can see him only having two and a half WAR even if he hits really well. I don't know why they that J is it JP Crawford? Yeah, they think really highly of him. Is he really? Do they still think highly of him? I mean, they just gave him. A I know he was contract. a highly touted prospect. They just gave him another contract. Yeah, um, I mean, till through 2026, 10 million AAV isn't insane for, I mean, I just, I know he was really highly touted, but I don't think he's 
lived up to it as much. Last year he had over three war. He doesn't walk at all. But I think he plays good defense and he plays a lot of games. Last year he played 160 games. So yeah, even yeah. I mean, someone who plays good defense and is in the lineup every day and you don't have to worry about them getting hurt. Yeah. I'd say is definitely worth 10 million a year. Yeah. Especially since he's young. I mean, he's 27, he can still. Yeah, that's pretty good. He looks like he's hitting okay so far this year, too. I wouldn't say okay. I think I think he's hitting really good, I guess I should say. Yeah, he is. Been on the AL for a while. We yeah, should we, we talk too much on. about the Mariners. So NL East. This one is difficult. There are three teams that I think you could feasibly make arguments for. I already have mine. I think you know who I'm going with. I have the Mets. Now I don't want I don't have them. I kind of put their records with them. I only gave them a 90 and 72 record. Okay. So that's feasible. Like again, yeah, they have all those players, you know, they've made some huge moves in the offseason, but like you said, the Mets are gonna Mets. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So then that's just how they are. Like they have good rosters, but then they they, they just don't they just don't pan out like they're supposed to, really. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help when DeGrom, who I've who is like one of my favorite players who just cannot stay healthy. And I know it's obviously not really his fault, but it really hurts him when they lose him like that. It kind of hurts my, my like ranking of players when he's just hurt all the time, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah. It's hard to say someone's the number one overall starting pitcher in the league when they don't actually pitch. Yeah. What, what, are the, what, what odds do you give DeGrom of playing or of pitching over 50 innings this year, which 50 isn't even that much, but no, He's when's he out till I want to say at least June, the end of this month is late May. Saw. Oh, really? That's what I thought I saw. I was said, said four weeks. Yeah. He's out for four weeks before they do another MRI. Ah, so they're doing an MRI on the 25th. Okay. So, which, which means even if best case MRI comes back clean, he has to build up for probably another two or three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess late May. But, like, last year he threw 92 innings. So, I guess I think it'd be, it'd, it'd be better to say odds of pitching over 100. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't. I mean. They're going to keep him out a long time because they're – Yeah. I bet they'll just ride with what they got for a while, get him fully healthy, and then bring him in. when. So, like, they do still have somewhat of – like, their pitching rotation isn't – God awful, I guess. I don't think it's bad. I no, I mean they have really... Scherzer, Bassett, yeah. Walker. It'll be good. Yeah. And you know Scherzer's gonna be a dog and go oh, pitch as many innings as he possibly can. And their manager is Buck fucking Showalter, which don't <laughs> even get me started on that. So you know he's gonna let Scherzer pitch till his arm falls off. I've heard so this, yeah. I've heard some things about Scherzer. Like he's not a very fun person to be around. No, I no. He's kind of insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was getting. Yeah, at. yeah. He's not. Yeah, like he's not a normal human being. I which... read. I saw somewhere where you know how you know normal teammates or coaches kind of slap your you know the guys on the ass when they come in or something. And apparently mm. he got in someone. I don't know if it was a coach's face or some player's face. He got in their face and was like. Don't fucking touch me. And like there's some clippings. Solid. There's some clippings of like some players like going to do it and then they like hold back. Mm-hmm. 
Like, okay, dude. <laughs> While he was pitching? No, he was coming off the field or something. Or yeah, I mean, like on a start day though. I think so. Yeah, because like I know, I know there's stories of some pitchers become actual fucking psychopaths on yeah. start days, and they just don't want anybody to talk to. Them. I think he's one of those people, and I think like Garrett Cole's one of those people. Yeah. Like you do not talk to Garrett Cole before he comes out of the game after the first inning and goes to the dugout. Then you can fucking talk to him, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I know Scherzer's one of those people, but yeah, he's he's insane. He's a psychopath, which I, I love Scherzer. Yeah, I'd be intimidated if I was staring him in the face. So those two different colored eyes, that'd be that'd be pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't think did I ever give my pick? I had the Braves. Okay. Which by like a game or two. I think it'll be very close. Yeah. But as you said, and as I love to say, the Mets are going to Mets, and I think they will find some fucking way yeah. to not win the division this year, which yeah. it – I know the Braves are reigning champs, but they barely snuck into the playoffs yeah. last year. Exactly. Like, just because the division was dog shit, they had, like, what, 88 wins? Sounds about right. And then the playoffs – like, we know the playoffs are a crapshoot. It's pretty much just fucking luck at that point. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I have – I mean, I think Matt Olson is better than Freddie Freeman. Mm -hmm. He's better and defensively, and he's pretty much the same hitter. Yeah. And I, I – That was – that basically made up for it, and I was like, good for them. Yeah. And you must love Atlanta. I don't – he is significantly underpaid on the extension he got. I don't understand that much. He's also born born and raised there, I believe. Oh, was okay. See, that makes more sense. Yeah, I don't know if he was born and raised. But he took a major discount. Yeah, which is odd for someone as old as he is. Like you see, people like Wander Franco take a major discount because there's a big risk because they're so young and you never know what's going to happen. Like Fernando Tatis, we've seen yeah. that he's a fucking dumbass and likes to ride motorcycles and shit. Like who know? I mean. I I completely forgot about that when he did that. I was like, people yeah. were telling me, I was like, why isn't he, when did he get hurt? And I was like, oh, yeah, the whole motorcycle thing or whatever. That'll do it. Like it just doesn't, I don't know why he would, like, I get you. He's just a thrill seeker. Yeah, exactly. You got to think about some things, <laughs> especially when it's something like something that kind of dangerous when you're right, ramping motorcycles and shit. Like, that's where yeah. you kind of have to stop and think for a second. Uh-huh. The Which and then I saw a video of him after he was already hurt, of him on uh two-lane road driving down the middle of it, going minimum a hundred, probably like 120 in like a Jeep or something, hanging out the side of the window. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. You have the potential to be one of the best players in baseball. Why like why throw that away? Yeah, that was crazy when their season ended like that last year too. That was for a while. They were like one of the Padres for a while. They were like one of the best oh, yeah. in the league and they end the season 79 and 83. Like that can't happen. Yeah. And then there's videos coming out of like Machado chewing Tatis's ass because Tatis doesn't take it seriously enough. And you're wondering like how many problems there actually are in the clubhouse. Yeah. Well, they got a new manager now. Yes, the uh, Bob Melvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he was from the A's. The A's manager. Yeah. Yep. 
And I think Mike Schultz over there for something, but I don't know what he's doing. I saw he was getting interviewed. Did I don't know if he got a job. I think not. he's front office. Okay. I don't think he's any kind of coach. I'm pretty sure he's front office, if I'm correct. Yeah. So we've talked about the Braves and the Mets and the Phillies a little bit. Again, they're going to be terrible defensively and great offensively. And, I mean, we also didn't mention, they also have Ranger Suarez, who's really good as their number three starting pitcher. Their rotation is good. And they have uh, Kyle Gibson from Texas. So I, th- their rotation is going to be good and their hitting yeah. is going to be good. I think they could be a sneaky team to yeah. make and the wild card. I mean, the NL wild card spot is going to be very up in the air contested i mean whichever team doesn't win the nle's right so braves or mets and then cardinals or brewers whichever team doesn't win there we're gonna have them fighting for a wild card spot and you're gonna have the padres and the giants fighting for a wild card spot yeah but i think the phillies could surprise people marlins nationals four five both bad i still can't believe the fucking marlins made the playoffs in 2020 in a shortened season and people were trying to say that they're legit. They're not fucking legit. They're not. They literally, okay. their Jeter literally just walked out on like there's their Jeter walked out because they don't want to win. That's <laughs> now let me just say their pitching staff is getting incredible. Yeah. Young. They're going to be unbelievable. I mean, Pablo Lopez, Alcantara, they have Lazardo who hasn't really been great up till this point, but, He's going to develop well. He didn't have a good night either. Who he, else do they have? As he pitched against Cardinals tonight, he did not do good. Oh, he pitched tonight? Yeah, he gave it four runs. I mean, he was one of the top pitching prospects in the yeah. league with the he A's. Was, oh, he was never on the Cardinals, was he? It was Al- Alcantara. I can't even say names, dude. Yeah, Alcantara was on the Alcantara. was on the Cardinals. Yeah. He, was in, he was in the Marcelo Zuna trade. Yeah, See how well that worked out. Yeah. I don't miss Ozuna for sure. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, one of my favorite players in the league is on the Marlins, Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. I love Jazz. He had a bad error tonight. He gave a and, <laughs> But other than that, the Marlins, I mean, they have some, like, good role players who can hit well. They just, but no, they are not. They don't impress me. And the Nationals are my favorite NL team, but uh, they're bad. They're very bad. I mean, Juan Soto's the only the, one. <laughs> I'm not going to say the best hitter in the league because I still think Trout's better, but he is easily the second best hitter in the league, pushing for first. I mean, has the best plate discipline in the league, no question. But everybody I, around him, I did not see that coming from Juan Soto when he first, like when you first, when he first started playing with the Nationals. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> first pitch he saw in Major League Baseball, gone. See ya. First pitch. I guess I don't remember that, but like he just absolute kinda, tank job. It was just kind of weird because I like I never expected him to be like that, and he's just fucking. I mean, I used to fucking hate Juan Soto. I thought the Soto shuffle was so obnoxious, and then it grew on me. And now, fuck, I I I do it playing slow pitch like a piece of shit. Like yeah. I play against forty year old dads, and I Soto shuffle on their ass. Because <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I love Juan Soto. Oh yeah, Bumgarner about killed him today though. About nailed him right in the face. Oh, Baumgartner, like, man, okay. I tell you what, I continually forget he's in the league. Oh, yeah. I hear, like, every time I hear his name, I heard his name first time this season when they announced he was starting for opening day, and I was like, this motherfucker is still alive. Wow. 
I just forget he exists. And like they didn't start Zach. Fuck, they didn't start Zach Gallon. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, opening day, they went to Madison Bumgardner. What bum is in his name, dog? What is his contract? I, like, so I knew he signed a big one when he like first went over there. He is on a five-year, eighty-five mil. He still got two years. That contract ends getting paid seventeen million dollars a year to post up. Fucking, what do you have last year? Four six seven ERA. Year before six four eight. God. Projected this year to be at a five oh six. He's getting paid seventeen million dollars to do that. Well, Wayne is getting paid right now, and he's Bumgarner is only thirty two. That's actually incredible. You would wow. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's very surprising to me. He's yeah. got, I mean, he's been in the league for 11 years, though. And he was drafting. I mean, he made, he made his first start at the age of 19. So, I guess it makes sense. His arm is worn down yeah. significantly. Well, I mean, slightly. Fa- like, Jacob deGrom is older than Madison Baumgartner. That's, that's insane to think about. Oh, I mean, we, we aren't even on the NL West yet. We're, we're not. Yeah, we're we not even stop. past the NL East, and I'm already shitting on Madison Bumgardner. I can't. I just – all right, NL Central. This is the – for all the marbles, NL Central, who we got? Oh, Cardinals, 100%. Yeah, there, there's some there's some iffy spots with them. There's some starting pitching, starting pitching issues I think needs fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not going to say that their starting pitching is bad. There's been some times no. that kind of spooked me a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's not it's definitely not bad. No. I I wish they but, would do something else because I was really I was really disappointed which I can't really be disappointed with this Cardinals team because they don't they don't do shit in the offseason. The only things they've been doing is get trading for goalie and then trading for Arnado. And but they don't they don't keep going. They just get one or two good players every offseason and that's it. Like yeah. This year was we literally got Three our three top moves, and I think we really only made these these moves were um Steven Matz. I like that pick. I loved getting him, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that, but that means we gotta get someone else now. We can't just stick with him. So Steven mm-hmm. Matz, Coy Dickerson, and then we were when we were running out of people to get for another hitter, we got stuck with Albert Pools. Which mm-hmm. now again, I'm not saying I absolutely hate Albert Pools. He's all, he's like my favorite player of all time, like favorite Cardinals player of all time. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying I absolutely hate that he's on our team again. It's just the thought. Like, if you asked me before the lockout if I wanted him, I would have told you no, because there was just you know yeah. so much, so many more better hitters than he like than him. Obviously, way younger players, and mm-hmm. and I think we just got to that point where we we kind of had to make that move, I guess just to do something against someone who could hit against lefties, which he's obviously doing very well. So. Yeah. And I'm, I think the Cardinals are lucky in that their offense is very good already. Yeah. Like it's looking right. really good. Yeah. Not, I mean, we have, go ahead. Well, I was just, I mean, you have O'Neill. Like when you think of the Cardinals, you think of, okay, Goldschmidt, Arenado, right. But, Tyler O'Neill is going to be incredible in the future. Yeah. Dylan Carlson is still developing. I still have high hopes for him. I mean, Yachty's in there and that's not good. No, 
but like when you have Tommy Edmond hitting ninth, I that's good. Okay, Tommy Edmond, as much as I hate him, like I I just don't really like him as a player, but he's still he's a serviceable player. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know why they're starting Paul DeYoung over Edmundo Sosa. But DeYoung's not terrible. He plays good defense. Yeah. And he can hit some bombs. He's playing a little bit. He on the defensive side, it's he's he's doing okay. But like I think he's yeah. doing a little bit better on the offensive side so far. It's mm-hmm. like I think he's he just hit his hundredth double of his career today or tonight. But um let's see what they have. Fangrass have him at. Okay, an 84. Yeah, not good, but if you because what did he hit last year? Yeah, 86. Um, real quick. Yeah, yeah. The Colorado Rockies are eight and three now. They just won again. Oh God. Okay. Also, then they almost sweep the Dodgers. Almost. Um, yes. I think they won. Was that the opening series of the year for the Dodgers? I want to say it was the second. Let me look. Max Freed is through five perfect innings. So okay. keep an eye out on that. Nice job. You just ruined it. Uh knock on desk. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They were, the first series was against the Dodgers. They did win the series too, two one, and then they almost swept the Cubs. Oh no, they went even. Okay, and then yeah, they're winning the series against the Phillies right now. Yeah, the Phillies aren't looking too hot right now though, which kind of sucks. But hopefully they get it. Yeah, I, I, I expect. I mean, yeah. I expect them to heat up. They don't have Schwarber leading off anymore. No, he's been struggling. Oh. So, I don't. Did I ever give my pick? I don't think I did. No, I have the St. Louis Cardinals winning the division. The hitting is incredible. Yeah, their bullpen is very good. Yeah, like they don't have a fifth starter worth of shit. Jordan Hicks starting. It's as a fifth starter makes me nervous. Yeah, but God forbid he pan out. The Cardinals are going to be very good. And I think so many people are talking about the Brewers one, two, three. Their lineup is fucking terrible. Uh, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's awful. And you can't be carried by Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta if you can't fucking score runs. I'm sorry. No. It's just not going to happen. You, you can have good pitching, but who they gotta have you gotta have something behind them. I know. Yeah, I, it's a lot easier for good hitting to make up for bad pitching than it is for bad hitting to make up for good pitching. Yeah. That was kind of what the Cardinals like did last year. Cause our offense was bad. It was, yeah. it was our pitching, which is something you don't usually doesn't usually happen. Just that was so, I don't even know how that 17 game win streak happened. It was just un, unheard of. Someone say pure fluke. See, you know, I don't want to agree with you, but I just don't get how that happened. I I mean, the Yankees won like 13 games in a row. At one point, they weren't all that amazing last year either. No. So, so, yeah, I think a lot of people overrate the Brewers, which I love Corbin Burns and Woodruff and Peralta as much as anybody, but I think they're overrated. The bottom three, I actually – I feel like – I mean, Cubs third, that's yeah. a given. I have the Pirates finishing better than the Reds. Oh, yeah. No, hands down. Yeah, Reds are I. Reds are bad. The Reds just 
fucking they didn't just like sink the ship they fucking like harbored the ship got off went found some fucking c4 then pushed it back out to sea and detonated that bitch the ship is in pieces flaming flying through the fucking air yeah the pirates always have good prospects because they always i mean they've been in a rebuild for like 10 goddamn years i swear yeah and then, like, how, how can you hate the Pirates, though? Like, I've yeah. never, you know, usually your favorite teams, like, when you, you know, when they play in a division, you just absolutely hate that team. But I've never been like that with the Pirates. I've never hated the Pirates. Like, they've always been just, mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of happy we got to see them play, the, you know, see them play the Cardinals because mm-hmm. I've always liked the Pirates. It just, you know, sucks for them that they don't ever have good teams. But, like, I just think yeah. they're cool. And of course, I really want to go to that stadium someday. That would be really cool. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That is definitely towards the top of, I mean, the yeah. number one stadium I want to go to is Coors. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. And did I mean, they have Brian Reynolds, who is great. And Cabrian Hayes, who I hope can have a better year this year than he did last year. Yeah. More like what his rookie season was. Which last year he played under 100 games. I was going to say, I didn't think he played that many. But he had an 88 WRC plus this year. He's at 154 right now. He yep. just signed a contract extension to, through 2029 for less than $9 million a year. That has the potential to be a absolute steal. Oh, yeah. I mean, in 2021, he was the sixth overall ranked prospect. I think the, the Pirates got him for a very good discount as long as he stays healthy. He is going to be very good, and he's also a very good defender. Yeah. He had and then, played really well when we went down to St. Louis for that game. Mm-hmm. The rest of the team, <laughs> the hitting is like, you know, it's nothing to write home about, and neither is the pitching. Yeah. But like I said, they have a lot of good prospects. They got a couple from the Yankees in the Tyone trade that I would love to see play well. Uh, Ronzi Contreras has the potential to be disgusting. Diego Castillo is like, meh. So, yeah, I think I think they can very easily finish above the Reds. I'm not saying they're going to shock the world or anything. But the Reds are just... The Reds are going to be so bad. And aside from baseball, Joey Votto making TikToks oh, is God. potentially the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> he made uh, that TikTok to like the chicky, chicky, chicky sound. And I vomited in my mouth. That was so odd. He's an I odd couldn't color. make it through the, how does it, how has he not had social media before this? He's so <sighs> weird. You, yeah. that would be like his place to shine. Like, well, that's the other thing. Like how was Vado like, how was he okay with all that move? Like with all those moves, like, don't you, he doesn't even want to, does he kind of want to go out with a bang? Because he's, you know, he's like 37 probably, isn't he? He is not young, no. So, like, I feel like if I was in his position, I feel like I'd be kind of frustrated. Yeah, he's 38. Yeah, so he's, like, basically done. And they just were just like, they were just like, yep, we're done. Bye. You're by yourself now, basically. Yeah, his contract ends at the end of the year next year. And then he's got a club option, which I'm assuming oh. the Reds won't pick up. No, I don't see it. Unless he – but. Unless he has another another season like he did last year, he, he was someone who didn't go out and hit home runs like that. And that was just yeah, and 
now all of a sudden he said he's selling out to hit home runs, which I love. I mean, yeah. he had the best hitting season of his of his um, career last year since 2017. Yeah. I remember when him and Pujols were like the two first basemen who went at it like every game. But so far, 11 games? Yeah. Do we want to throw out a guess for what his WRC plus is? I'm going to go with the 12th. You're, it's 10. <laughs> you were very close. Almost negative half of a win. So he's not playing great to start the year. And he's 38, so you know he's not playing incredible defense, which like first base defense it's is not that important. Yeah. I mean, you just have to be able to dig throws yeah. to be good. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take. First base defense is not that important. I, I would... I would say first base defense is the least important besides the pitcher. Yeah. But he's projected at a 116 WRC plus. So as long as he keeps his approach and hits the ball hard, he will be fine. But the rest of the Reds will not be fine. Besides like maybe Jonathan India. They got fam. They do have, (laughs) yes, he exists. I don't see the, are you trying to make a point other than yes, he does exist. He he did hit a dong tonight. So, I mean, you know, he's just, yeah, I saw that. Yep. All right. Moving on. NL West. This one's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It is the Dodgers and it's not close. Oh, you want Dodgers? I want Diamondbacks. Yeah. I want Diamondbacks. Shut the fuck. (laughs) Oh, oh. Oh, man. Okay. You you show you told me about this Varsho guy. I think he can really carry, you know what I mean? Dalton Varsho? <laughs> yeah. Absolute <laughs> demon. <laughs> Has the same name as me, except he threw a fucking U in there for yeah, whatever yeah, reason. What the hell's wrong with him? They said, Ayo, there's not enough goddamn vowels in this name. Toss a fucking U in it. Yeah, there's you know. Um, so yeah, no, Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, Dodgers. The San Francisco Giants are not winning 106 games again this year. No. Which their lineup is terrible, and somehow, like, they gotta be fucking cheating. I mean, okay, <laughs> almost all of the teams in the league have to be cheating. Like, if you're not cheating, you aren't trying. I know that's kind of a cringy saying, but it's true in this instance. Like, baseball teams cheat, they find ways. Yeah. There's no reason to be naive about it. The Giants must have the fucking greatest cheating system known to planet Earth because they are turning a dog shit lineup into something that actually produces runs and it baffles me that's what i was i was literally gonna say something about that because i was kind of looking at their lineup and it's not like it's not anything you know to write home about because like mike yastrzemski he's one of my favorite players too just because he's he's obviously he's not one of the he's not really that great but like yeah if you look at their lineup it's not really all that great and i don't and they're somehow seven and four i mean they have obviously they they have good pitching but their lineup is just not that good. Yeah, see, like, I'm looking at it right now that they had today. Like, that's doesn't help that they only had two hits. But, like, yeah, Yastrzemski, Bell, and they had rough batting third, Jock Peterson. Crawford won't have a season like he did last year. That's his – this is his last year. To, he's, he's basically cooked. And Brandon Bell can't hit lefties. Darren Ruff had an incredible year last year. Yeah. Out of the fucking blue. Yeah. I think what's he doing right now? Because I think I've been seeing a lot about him. Maybe let me look. What the hell is this? Ja- is he Japanese or Chinese or something? Yeah, I don't know. That's I was actually confused by that too. 
He's 35. He was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I'm slightly confused why there. Oh, he is... played from the Jap. He played in Korean or Korea from when 17 to 19. Really? Yeah. So I don't know why that they still have this that. motherfucker played in the KBO for three years, and you want to tell me that he had a 144 WRC plus last year, and the Giants aren't cheating? Are we fucking kidding? <laughs> Well, in 2020, he went, he hit uh, 141. Yeah, with the Giants. They're <laughs> fucking cheap. I, there's he no did, other way to put it. He did really good in the Korean league, though. <laughs> he used to play for the Phillies. What? He was obviously not a serviceable MLB player. No. Went to the KBO for three years, came back at the age of 33, played 40 games, and had a 141 WRC plus with the Giants. Make it make any sense. He didn't become Barry Bonds overnight. The yeah. Giants are cheating. I'm sorry. They're cheating. They're cheating. They're fucking cheating. I don't care. I don't see. I They're getting third this year. I have Padres getting second. I do too. Even with the but if they, Padres missing some games, or Padres, uh, Tati's missing some games, I think the Padres are going to, they got it. They're going to have it figured out this year. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, unless the Giants like bought the Rays voodoo magic from them, they got they got cameras out the ass in that fucking stadium. I <laughs> swear to God. I really don't think they'll have they'll be an 80 some win team. I that's why I kind of I think yeah. I have them at. Or maybe I honestly won't be surprised they don't even hit 80. With that, uh, the Giants, nah. I'd have them at least 500. I'd I'd give them I'd I'd guess like 90 wins. But yeah. 90 wins, funnily enough, probably won't be good enough to make the wild card in the NL. They had like the oldest, didn't they have like the oldest average? Um, I don't know if I said that right. Uh, like the highest age average on the team or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds right. Like, yeah, starting, uh, which I mean, they also had Buster Posey and this year they have Joey Bart. Yeah. So that takes a lot of years off. But I think Bart's doing okay this year. He was a, is he a prospect? I know he's a rookie. Yeah, he's, he's a rookie. I really like Bart. Cause I think they, I think he's doing okay this year. Like yeah, yeah, hitting one seventy five as a catcher, and obviously mm-hmm. it's gonna drop. But he's yeah, he just hit a full year of service time. Yeah, point four WAR already. That's not bad. They said they have him. The steamer hasn't projected at one point two, but which for a catcher is? I mean, yeah. that's, I'd take that. Um, but yeah, they're end of the day. Giants are fucking cheating. <laughs> They're getting third in the division. Yep. Yep. Padres are going to be better. Yeah. Tatis is going to come back. Padres pitching is very good. Machado. Uh, Manny Machado is criminally underrated. Yeah. I don't even know why people don't even talk about that guy. Don't get he it. moved to third base and people were like, damn, I don't be seeing flashy plays from shortstop anymore. So I guess he's not as good. I just, I don't get it. He's so underrated. He's almost basically. I think he'd probably be better here in Arenado, isn't he? The defense? Um hitting. Uh yes. I want to say yes. I'd say they're very that close. Sounds though. right. Yeah. They're basically I would say they think about the, the if you think about it, they're almost the same player. That yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, they are practically the same person. Yeah. They Except Machado have- has more drip. So there's that. And he's not a cores merchant. All right, shut up. 
Although the, my boy Arenado is having a season right now. So hopefully that you know, he is. I hope he doesn't like obviously he'll decline, <laughs> but like let's not hope he declines to where it's like an an insane drop because like I'd really like to see him win an MVP. I would love to see a Cardinals player win an MVP award this year. If Nolan Arenado wins MVP this year, I will I don't know. I'll give you like 50 bucks. I give you like 50 bucks. I need something more high stakes than that. I'll get a tattoo of his face on my ass cheek. How about that? <laughs> Left or right? Both. <laughs> Both. So yeah. And then the Rockies are four, the Diamondbacks are five. Yeah. Okay, so we just spent an hour talking about the divisions. So we should probably move on. Um, AL MVP. And just for a heads up for all the listeners, I am. we are not going to do duplicates. Like if Brad says Shohei Otani, I'm not also going to say that because that's lame as fuck, and I'm going to pick someone else. Okay. So each, each one's going to be different. Brad? Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about this? You go first on AL, and I'll go first on NL. That's, okay. That makes sense. Um, AL MVP, I had Shohei Otani. <laughs> um, if he stays healthy, he's incredible. I didn't even have, I didn't even have Mike Trout in my top three because it's just injuries scare me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shohei Otani had an amazing season last year, and it, I mean, it can only go up. I think there people are gonna love him. He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna bring in the viewers and. Yeah, I, I could see it, but I, I went with someone yeah. different. Really? Yes. I went with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think he'll pull it out this year. I was – Oh, yeah. I, you watched him hit three homers against the Yankees, and you are like, sealed deal. That shit was torture. That shit was torture. Oh. Which, I mean, it was incredible hitting. Two, yeah. two of his three homers were on pitches, not in the strike zone. Yeah. He's amazing. I agree. Uh, my NL MVP, I think we already know what that answer is. And what is that? Nolan Arenado. Is that really your pick, or is uh, that just like your hundred percent? Interesting. I I'm um, a little biased there. I know that, but yeah, just a little, just a little bit. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my gut here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go all out and say it's Arenado. Yeah, stick with your gut all you want. Um, yeah. there's one person <laughs> in the entire fucking NL that's winning MVP. And if he stays healthy, obviously, one person, no other option. It is Clayton Kershaw. You guessed it. Oh, <laughs> wow! What? <laughs> um, it's a random guy. It is. I know what it is. Jonathan Soto. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's not even. I mean, come on. Yeah. He hasn't won one yet. He he's the best hitter in the NL yeah. with these, and his Dude. defense is getting better. I think the only thing that will hurt him, like I don't, I'm not, again, I'm not saying I don't want him to because I think that'd be fucking cool if he did. I think the thing that will hurt him is the team performance. And you, you kind of yeah, agree with me on that? True. Because I think that's kind of what hurt him last year because didn't he get second? Yeah, but he also. It was also Bryce Harper, so like he can't hurt for a little bit last yeah. year, I think. Yeah, like for the beginning of the season, he was. Uh huh. But like, also, it was Bryce Harper. So, like, you can't. Yeah, Bryce Harper had a great season. Yeah. But like, that was awesome. But... I love Bryce Harper. He's probably my favorite non Cardinals player. Yeah. No. Oh, shit. No, Juan played 151 last year. Oh, he did. So it was just a little he bit. He had a 163 day. WRC. Plus. Yeah. That's what a Harper was like 170s, wasn't he? Yeah. 170 on the dot. 
Wow. But also, Juan plays better defense. Yeah. Which was yeah. the one thing at the beginning of his career that was like, oh, shit, this might hold him back. Mm-hmm. His defense has gotten better, though. Yeah. And him and Bryce ended with the exact same F war last year, 6.6. So you can see it going either way. He had a 22.2 walk rate. That's in- insane. This year he's 24 so far. People forget about on-base percentage and stuff like that. Like, that's a really important stat. 465 last year for Juan Soto. Yeah, like, that's, that's a huge stat. And people just go, ooh, batting average. Let's see how high this one is. And you know how, like, the good players, if you looked at batting averages like before, the pe- everyone was just, like, in 330s, 340s. You don't really see much of that anymore. It's all, like, low 300s now. Pitching's incredible now. Yeah, exactly. It's There's never going to be another 400 average season ever. No. There's no way. Not a chance. No. Um, yeah, but Juan Soto almost gets on base 50% of the time. Yeah. That's unheralded. So, yeah. AL Cy? Is it me? Yeah. It is. Garrett <clears throat> Cole. Okay. I don't care that he's had three bad starts. This would have been my pick at the beginning of the season. This is my pick now. And there's not really anybody else in the in the league besides like one person that I could really see winning it unless Garrett Cole goes to shit, which he won't. He's had three bad starts. So fucking be it. Happens. Yeah. You're up. I went with Robbie Did Ray. Did you say Robbie Ray? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just oh. kidding. I actually – I really can – I don't I don't really know much about AL pitching, but I really I had Dylan Cease down, but I respect that. He's my number three. I, that's who I that's who I had. I'm gonna stick with that. I love Dylan Cease. I don't know if he'll get it, but I was like, he's kind of because you kind of told me more about him. And I was like, he's kind of a sleeper. I think he could do it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh my number two is Shane Bieber. So I feel like Yeah, I love Shane Bieber. Yeah. Future Cardinal. Hmm. One can only dream. Yeah. I also forgot to mention my uh, number three pick for NL MVP, Tyler O'Neill. Go. Sleeper. Yeah. Tyler O'Neill is amazing. Yeah. Anywho. So Garrett Cole for me, you had Dylan Cease. Yeah. I love that. I, that is like the one person who, if Garrett Cole doesn't win, that I would be happy with winning. Yeah. If Robbie Ray wins again, I will do unholy things. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you got to worry about that one this year. Maybe he won't. Yeah. No. I don't see um, and Elsai. Logan Webb. Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. The fucking web slinger. I've, Spider-Man I've, himself. I've I've become a good pretty big fan of him. I like him. I I yeah. think he's going to be good. Mhm. Because last year he was insane. This year, tonight he didn't have a good he didn't have a good game tonight. But obviously they were playing. It happens. They're they playing the Mets, so I mean, he only gave up three runs, so it's not terrible. Yeah, just a bad night. But like all in all, I think he's going to be good, and I think he's got a chance to be that Cy Young winner. Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like my first four picks so far, including this one I'm about to make, are all like the obvious choice, which I wouldn't normally do, but. NL Cy, Corbin Burns. I think it's his to lose. 
Um, not as much as Garrett Cole's side is his to lose because I feel like that field is not nearly as good as the NL pitching. Yeah. But Corbin Burns has been consistently improving year after year, start after start. Each pitch is getting better. I just don't see him not doing it. All right. AL rookie of the year for me. This hurts. This hurts. Yeah. But I'm taking Bobby Wood Jr. over Julio Rodriguez, who I love. Okay. But Bobby Witt is just, I mean, he's so impressive. He can do so many different things. He's yeah. great at defense. He has amazing hit tools. Yeah. I just, and he's on a team where he is going to be the center of attention aside from oh, yeah. like Salvi. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have eyes. Who you got? So I went, so I was kind of, I was thinking Bobby Witt at the start and I was like, Okay, that you know that'd be an obvious choice. So I actually I put down Spencer Torkelson. Uh yeah. Yeah. That's who I went with. Also a good one. I he feel like actually, the AL rookie of the year is very deep. He he's actually hitting pretty well right now. I believe. I just I looked at it today because I noticed he's been kind of he kind of struggled the first couple of games, but obviously yeah. everyone did. But he also dropped a uh Easy ass pop up against the Yankees today. So thank you, Spencer. I appreciate that. As long at least you didn't have to watch. I'm not saying I don't like Miguel Cabrera, but at least you didn't have to be a part of him hitting his 3000 hit against you guys. But she probably still can. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh he's four yeah, away. He's four away. Yep. And we have two more games against them. Yeah. So like you can so do it's possible. Hope yeah, not. He's- Torque's hitting 170 right now, WRC plus. Yeah. So that's pretty good. No, I, yeah. Torque is very good. The only good. thing I is mean, that's going to be hard to – it's going to be the defense because, you know, he's a first baseman and you can't really – Yeah. So the thing he's the thing he's going to have to do is he's going to have to hit, like, really good if he's going to yeah. have a chance. And I think he can. I yeah. mean, he was the number one pick for a reason. Yeah. He's the number one prospect for a reason. Yeah. I've I've always been a big Torque fan. Yeah. Adley, how do you even say that last name? Adley Rushman? Yeah. I mean, if he plays to... enough games, he's – I think he'll be back, like, within a month. Is he hurt? Or not back in the – yeah, he's hurt right now. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I was just like, are they still but, having him down there? Like, come on. Mm-mm. No. No, they didn't O'Neal Cruz him. Yeah, I'm uh, – yeah, that sucks. That sucks for – I can't believe when you told me that guy was six seven playing shortstop. What the fuck? Yeah, that is impressive. Well, That's we might as well. Uh, who is your NL Rookie of the Year pick? Saya Suzuki. I think he is the clear favorite for a reason yep. because he's not really a rookie. No. And I kind of have problems with Rookie of the Years from like people that played multiple years in the KBO. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, I don't know. How old is, how old is I, I don't have that big of a problem with it, but it's just like, okay. Yeah, like I, I understand. Like when you have Ichiro Suzuki win MVP and Rookie of the Year the same year because he played in the KBO already, yeah. But he's the clear favorite, I think. Um, Green, this might be recency bias because he's looked amazing so far. Yep. But I think he has a chance, and I mean, it's harder for pitchers to win, I believe. Yeah. Um, but. Unless O'Neill Cruz gets called up soon, I really think it's a two-man race for now between those two. This, oh yeah, O'Neill, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know. 
Let me think of – I mean, there's like Bryson Stott from the Phillies. Yeah, but he's not really in the same class as these guys. Because oh. those are the only two I can think of at the top of my head. Or three. Uh-huh. Sorry, three. Hunter Green, Hunter Green, Suzuki, and O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. Cardinals are – we're waiting. I guess Nolan Gorman is down in the AAA is going off right now. He already has seven home runs. I don't know what the hell happened, what's going on with him, but I've never been a huge – like, I hate to change the subject to, you know, AAA, but I've never really been a huge Gorman guy. I thought we were, like, overhyping him just a tiny bit, but hopefully he proves me wrong. But, yeah. But, yeah, that was kind of Cardinal yeah. thing. We were waiting on our prospects, I guess, so. Yeah, that's the Yankees with every fucking shortstop prospect in the system. Yeah. Because yeah. I already – If DJ LeMakeu could fucking learn how to play shortstop, I would be a very happy person. Yeah. Can he? I don't think he can move that fast anymore. I guess not. All right, so we have some pretty good rookie of the year choices there. Um, comeback of the year, comeback player of the year is. I mean, I feel like we can say the same person because I think yeah. it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. If he comes yeah. back and plays anywhere near like you expect him to, it's going to be yeah. the easiest. Yeah. Comeback player of the year win ever. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot else to say. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is amazing. Yeah, that's that's um, AL Manager of the Year. Did we want to do? I have. Is there only one comeback? Yes. Oh, okay. one in the entire league. Okay, that was kind of what I was wondering. Um, and then AL Manager of the Year, I have Charlie Montoyo. Which, like, Manager of the Year, they pretty much just pick like the team with the best record and the manager that hasn't won a manager of the year yet. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, here you go, bud. This is yours. The blue Jays, if they win the division, I think Charlie Montoyo wins that award easily. Mm-hmm. And I feel uh, like for manager of the year, we can have the same picks. I mean, it's that's who not I, yeah, a very diverse pool. That's who I had as Montoyo. Cause if you think about the other teams, they're just, you could say La Russa, but uh, <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I think Montoyo has the best Vegas odds to win it, and I think yeah, that's for a very good reason. Yeah. Um, NL. Who do you have in the NL? Ollie Marmel. So do I. Yep. I really like Marmel. Yep. I didn't like Schilt. Schilt. That guy was a so, dumb ass. Yeah. Let's just hope Marmel um, doesn't pinch hit a four, a thirty nine year old pitcher though. That'd be yeah, like you know what happens to the best of us, really. Yeah. Well, it really doesn't, but yeah. Marmol is young. Yeah. He likes analytics. He listens to the front office. Players love him. If the Cardinals win the division, or even if they get second, I mean, if they play well, I see a very good shot of him winning it. Yep. All right. AL Platinum Glove. I feel like most people, when they do their predictions, they don't do Platinum Glove, but I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. One person wins it each year, and it's like voted on by the fans or the players or something, so it really doesn't fucking matter. And that's why Nolan Arenado has won it like five years in a row. I'm just kidding. You're fucking very welcome. Good. But AL Platinum Glove, if he can stay healthy, Byron Buxton. That was my second. Elite defense. That was my second choice. Yep. I love. I love me some Buxton. Yeah, that was my second choice. I went – I don't think this will surprise you, but I I stuck with Matt Chapman. I respect that. Now, 
I, I don't want it to be true. Yeah. Because he's in my division now. He left. He did go to a different team, so it might not be as good of a choice. So I probably should have stuck with Buxton like I was, but I kind of like went with my gut there. Because Buxton mm-hmm. was my second guy. That's who. That was my other one. I mean, Chapman has two already. Yeah. Yeah, so he definitely can. Platinums? Yeah. I don't know, platinum, but. No, yeah. I, I mean, sorry. He has two platinum gloves already. Oh, he does. Okay. Yes. I think 18, 19, maybe 17, 18. Okay. I know. I think he has, he's gotten three. I don't know if you still call him gold. Yeah. I think he has three gold gloves total and then the two. Yeah. Okay. We already know who my NL is. So if you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So you picked I'm a Cardinals Nolan fan, Arenado. So That's great. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's Nolan Arenado. Um, so, no. Six years in a row. Definitely plausible. Yeah. I was going to pick Nolan, but like. Goal. That's so fucking lame. Yeah. All right. Let's pick something cool. <laughs> I picked JT Real Muto. Okay, that'd be pretty cool. He was the best defensive catcher last year. And oh, what's it, I think it's time to fucking. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was. A lot of people say it is. He's yeah, so actually, I changed my uh, my AL Platinum Glove pick to Gary Sanchez. Oh, the yeah. The most elite catcher in the league. <laughs> yep. RIP, Gary, I miss you. You guys can come um, at us. Um, our Twitters are, I'm BradleyWoo22. I'm not going to say donks. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm Jay Elwood. Yeah, so there you go. Come at us. Yachty's the best catcher mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah, uh, he's not. JT Romuto, <laughs> winning Platinum Glove. Fuck Nolan Arenado. All right. All right. So that about yeah. wraps up baseball predictions. I, I want to add, add something to baseball real quick. Okay. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. If you, you, if you are an athletics fan, you should probably go to their games. They need your help. Um, 3,748 is not, is not it. So you what? No, no, no. What? No, no, no. That can't be right. Are you sure? No, no, no. Their attendance was 3,748. <laughs> There's no way. There should be an extra zero in there somewhere. Is that uh, a typo? I, I promise it's 3,748. Imagine being Ricky Henderson and getting a field named after you. You're like, fuck, yeah. Then you show up to the field and no one's there. No one. That's tough. But anyway, That's, you can, go, you can wow. wrap up our baseball talk here. So, yeah, that is going to wrap up our MLB predictions. But don't you fucking worry. We're not done. All right. Now that we have spent a copious amount of time covering baseball, uh, I think we're going to move on to some more of our favorites just so the audience can kind of get to know us a little better and our tastes, starting with top five favorite movies. Do you want to go first or me? Mm, do we want to Do want to go like by each ranking, do like start at five and go down? Like, like yeah, I start say five, five and five, go to you, one? Yeah. 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 yeah say like my that. five, yeah. you say your five, my four, your four, like that. Okay. I'll just go first because I'm not much. I'll, I'm not a huge movie whiz. So now there's different ways. I, I feel like there are different ways people watch movies. I'm a big, I'm one who is more worried about enjoying the movie rather than like, you know, critiquing it every which way. So my yeah, movies aren't going to be like the ones that there are, I guess there are a few of them that were probably top movies, but that were mm-hmm. high grossing anyway. But my number five is Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, obviously, it was it's it the MCU, I understand the point that it's it's a money grabber kind of thing. 
or money grab or whatever. But like the part when they were gonna when they brought all three Spider Mans in, that's just something that you just can't like not like. Yeah, um, I mean, and then bringing up bringing in all then bringing in all those villains and stuff and from the other movies as well. I just mm-hmm. it was just one of those things. Where I was just, there now there are some there there were some parts that disappointed me. Like I, there were some, like I wanted, I thought like I wanted a little more from it, but other than that, I, I really enjoyed watching it though. And I, I had, I was in a good, I was pretty, I was in a pretty happy mood at the end of the movie. So I, I enjoyed it. So that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen either of the first two Spider-Men that uh, came before that with Tom Holland, which I definitely need to change. But I watched this movie without seeing either of those other two, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. And again, like it's a lot of nostalgia seeing yeah. Garfield and Maguire, but it works. It's yeah. good. I am a little different. I used to only watch movies for enjoyment. So I found that I it was hard for me to watch a movie and not like it. Yeah. But I've kind of evolved a little bit, and now I watch movies critically while also watching for enjoyment at the same time so i still find myself liking most movies i watch but i just look at them deeper now um which is why it was really hard for me to come up with the top five favorite movies list because for so long my like quote-unquote favorite movies have just been purely nostalgia Mm -hmm. and they weren't really like good movies so my this list is a mix between like my favorite movies to watch and also being pretty good movies so my number five is Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is hilarious. It is so fucking funny. Yeah, I, I was, that was, I'm glad you made me watch that. That was, that was yeah, a great time. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. There's, which like, there's going to be a lot of people that watch this movie and are going to be like, oh my God, ew, I can't believe you made it. Like, it's not woke. It's yeah. just a good fucking, it's yeah. hilarious. All right, when you have Taika with TD playing yeah, Hitler. Dude. <laughs> who is a little boy's imaginary best friend you know it's going to be good like Fucking it's so it's one of the funniest movies i've ever seen because it's also topical yeah and i think the acting in it is really good yeah yeah it's definitely the best comedy movie i've ever seen yeah so uh, that is my number five i feel like not enough people talk about it too no it was nominated for best picture it's a fucking comedy movie yeah I mean, it's also a drama, like it hits hard, but it it was nominated for best picture. That's incredible. Yeah. And like, it was one of those movies that brought that they brought in like a lot of um, very well-known actors and actresses in it, which I think that's what I, that's what, well, that's what I like about movies is when they bring in those, you know, great actors like that. So yeah. Like that's a good like yeah, this, um, Scarlett Johansson was nominated for an Oscar for this was the year that Scarlett Johansson was nominated for two Oscars, yeah. one for Best Supporting Actress in Jojo Rabbit, and one for Best Actress. Yeah, which is very rare. That's that very impressive. The, but yeah, she was really good in this movie. Is that for and when she dies? Spoiler, because this movie's been out for yeah three Oops. four years. Yeah, so this you should have watched it by you know. now if you yeah. haven't. Yeah. But yeah, when Scarlett Johansson character dies actual like tearjerker like i didn't cry but it, it's sad yeah, Real yeah. Things. the way they depict it too that was one of the yeah. things they ever beautiful saw. cinematography yeah and all right number four mm-hmm. joker i love that that's oh, gr- oh love joker very good movie i saw that in theaters 
and it really? was it was awesome. I've never been the guy who kind of went to movies like that. Well, I actually didn't expect the movie to be like that at all. Like I thought it was going to be like, you know, kind of a lot of excitement, all that kind of stuff. And it's really not. It's just really freaking dark. And it's, it's what makes it so good. Yeah. It's, it's insane how good that movie was. Yeah. I was, I was completely blown away when I left that movie theater. It was, that was Mm. awesome. Yeah, I bet that would have been amazing to see it on the big screen. I wish I had. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, with all the, you know, all the fucking speakers around you, it was, it was awesome. It was definitely not something I expected, which is, uh, of course, what you want to, you know, what is what you want to happen, I guess. Yeah. And And Joaquin Phoenix fucking nailed it. Oh, absolutely. Anyone best actor. Yeah. Which he deserved very much. And he paid tribute to Heath Ledger in his speech, which was beautiful. Yeah. I guess um, I didn't see that. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. You you need to watch that. It was very good. I mean, it was like a 30-second speech, but yeah. it was very good. Um, My number four is another not well-known movie, The Peanut Butter Falcon. <laughs> oh, yes. So good. Shia LaBeouf is very – I mean, uh, I can't think of the actress – or the, the, the actor's name. Um, it's Zach. Zach. Starts with a G, I think. Or Zach. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, the actor who plays the main character and Shia LaBeouf. Oh. And uh, the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. Dakota Johnson. Yeah, Dakota Johnson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's it's a very it's a very moving yeah movie and it it really like it has a lot to say about like people with down syndrome or like mental illness and how they're treated and how that can be improved and yeah it's it's very moving i think mm-hmm. yeah i was i think you i don't know if you necessarily made me watch it but i wasn't too thrilled cuz i was kind of you know judging the cover of it if you know what i mean uh and i was like okay yeah this this makes a lot more sense now okay yeah and i also really like that movie too so that was yeah yeah obviously not one of my favorites as you can see but i was yeah that's a pretty that's mm-hmm. a damn good movie i feel like also like when someone says you should watch the peanut butter falcon people go what the, f- the yeah, peanut yeah, butter yeah, Falcon? Yeah. like that sounds dumb as fuck no it's very good and yeah, you should definitely, if you haven't seen it, watch it, please. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's good. You, yeah. I just want right, to see, I just want to see what they're right. Let's uh, rank that. Yeah. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. A 7.6 on IMDb. So yeah, it's checks out. The 95? 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. The actor, by the way, you were trying to say was Zach Gottsagen. Sagan? okay yep yep anyway my number three is the martian really damon yeah matt Matt damon i like that yeah that was that moves on i love i can't really tell someone who like my favorite actor is there's just so many to choose from like i can't sit here and tell you who my favorite actor is there's it's impossible Matt Damon is probably up there. Like any movie I yeah. see him, I see him and he just 
He's so good. And the Martian was like one of the coolest movies ever. And I want like going to Mars and then you know, getting stuck like that, him being by himself and like for how long he gets stuck up there. Um, you could tell it starts. I don't know what I was gonna say, but yeah, other than that, Martian's good. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I feel but. like part of the reason it works so well for a lot of people is like it's sci-fi, but it's realistic sci-fi. Yeah. Like he's not like there's not like robots and shit, yeah. which and like super advanced technology, which can turn a lot of people off. It's like space travel. Yeah. And things on Mars that are actually feasible and like his botany and shit like that. Like that's all feasible. Like you yeah. could see someone actually doing that. And like, yeah. And if you look at the technology that was up there, it didn't really look that much different than what we have now. Like obviously mm-hmm. it was a little bit more advanced, but it wasn't something like out of this world advanced or anything. Yeah. But like you could tell it was having like a mental, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a breakdown. Yeah. Like, him being stuck up there that long, you could see it in his acting. Like it was really starting to get to him. Yeah. And that's the thing about Matt Damon is that's what he's good at. He made that movie so good just from his acting and all that. So that was one of the things I thought was cool. And it was just a, you know, space movie. I thought was, you know, kind of helps, but (laughs) yeah. And also I feel like we were what, like in middle school probably when it came out. So it's even more. Yeah. I don't impressive know, i don't know if it was or like school, early high school for you i think i watched it yeah i would have watched it my i think i watched it in my junior uh science class i don't know which one it was. yeah it's just was. yeah it's just a really good movie yeah I, and the supporting cast it like you would think like oh this is a movie about a one guy surviving yeah. by himself but no like the supporting cast is good yeah like even the scenes without matt damon in it are good yeah. For my number three, so I really felt like I should include my two favorite directors in this list, which are uh, Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. and Christopher Nolan. And my favorite Christopher Nolan movie is one that is not a lot of people's favorites, but I love this movie and it's got Hugh Jackman in it and Christian Bale, who are two very good actors. And it is The Prestige. Have you ever seen The Prestige? No, never heard of that. Let me look. Yeah, it is about these two magicians that used to be partners, and then one of them was responsible for the death of the other magician's wife, and so they become like enemies pretty much, and they're both searching for like the the one like this one trick that'll you know put them over the top make them the greatest in the world and they do some like actually very shady shit Uh to figure it out and obviously it's a nolan movie so the plot is like super complex yeah and has a bunch of twists but it's really good and it is absolutely worth a watch and the first time i watched it and again, this is before I started watching movies more critically, so maybe I wasn't looking deep enough. But the twist at the end really got me. I was floored. I it, it's 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 a really good movie and it's really underrated. I think. Yeah, I'm just sitting here looking at the cast list. That's pretty loaded. Andy Circus, or how you say that name? I don't know if I said that right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen Rebecca Hall. 
And uh, fucking um, Scarlett Johansson. David Bowie David is in that Bowie. movie. Yeah, David Bowie right there. Nikola, <laughs> Nikola Tesla. Yeah. And then Michael Caine, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah. And like you can tell that a lot of Christopher Nolan's actors are in there. Like Christopher Nolan yeah. always uses Christian Bale. He always uses uh, Michael Caine. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean. It's it's a great it's a great Nolan movie. It's probably not, I mean, it's not his best movie, but it's my favorite of his movies. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll have to watch it. Does it say what it's? Yeah, on? definitely need to. I don't know if it's on anything though. Yeah, it's not. That's tough. Oh well. All right, your number two. Now this one might surprise you. I don't know, but the Truman Show. I love that. I didn't think that would be on your list. Yep. Love the Truman Show. Yes. If I'm being honest, I thought your one and two were going to be Endgame and Infinity War in whatever order you put them in. But I love the Truman Show being here. I love the MCU, but there, there's a lot of movies out there that are not like worth top five. No. Uh, I mean, Jim Carrey's best movie, in my opinion, by a mile. Mm-hmm. But it's also his most serious role. Yeah. I wish he would have done more of them. Yeah, yeah. and he he tries he tries to work in that that comedy side of him, but like Mm. it's still kept like it's like he's not like being a full on you know idiot. Which I'm not saying he's an actual idiot, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, like he's not Adam Sandler. (laughs) Okay, relax. (laughs) All right, (laughs) but yeah, that was one of that was it was a movie. I I just. I think I was just sitting in bed one night and I was just scrolling, scrolling through Netflix. So yeah, the first time I watched this movie wasn't very long ago, but anyway, I was just kind of scrolling through Netflix and I saw Jim Carrey on the, like on the picture or cover, or whatever. I was like, I've never seen this movie. So then I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. I kind of looked it up and like, and it kind of told you what it was about. And I, I was like, all right, I clicked it on and that was, it was awesome. Love that movie. I, I could rewatch it over and over again. Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. it's very good. And Ed Harris is in it, and yeah. I love Ed Harris. Yeah, so he's I haven't in... really seen Ed Harris in very many movies, but yeah, so he's in Snowpiercer. Yeah, if you've ever. Yep, I watched that with you. Yeah, and then he's in he's in the TV show Westworld, which I have recently gotten into. I'm on like the second season, and he's really good in that. He plays a really good old like just dick. Yeah, he's just great yeah. at playing a dick. So yeah, that was your number two? Yeah. Um, so my number two is my Quentin Tarantino film. It's not, I would say personally, it's his second or third best film. His best film is easily Pulp Fiction, I think, still. Okay. And I have a, I mean, I have Pulp Fiction on my wall. But this is my favorite of his movies, maybe because I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan. But it is Inglorious Bastards. This movie is great. I, I mean, to freaking watch that. I tried watching that at your right. house and your freaking stupid app thing that you had. I don't speak German, okay? And I was getting very frustrated. Oh, so, you know, I think you you need well, to find it for me because I will. I will. I will make sure make it a priority for you to watch this movie because Brad Pitt carving a Nazi symbol into someone's head with a knife is just beautiful. Okay. And they have an under, there's an underground bar fight scene in this. That is the, I mean, it's the best part of the whole movie. Um, 
Christoph Waltz plays a German. Not a surprise. Uh, a Nazi. <laughs> I don't even. He's like the not the Nazi. So he has a nickname. I can't even think yeah. of what it is, but yeah, he's incredible as that. It's Tarantino, so it's long, and yeah. the plot is somewhat complicated, but the cinematography is amazing and the screenwriting is great. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Yeah, I need to see it. I really need to see it. I'm sure I could find a rent it or something somehow. Okay, number one. I probably don't need to tell you this, but you rum roll, please. Yeah, it's it's Avengers Endgame. Yep. I think it deserves to be number one on a lot of people's lists, but obviously it's not. I wouldn't say it's the greatest movie all, of all time, but that was again <clears throat> one of the another MCU movie I was looking really really looking forward to because after Infinity War. That you were just like left in like what the hell just happened, so then of course it leads you up to end game to where, okay, what are we gonna, what are they gonna do now? Like where's this story go now? So then the whole build up into that whole movie was just, it just kept me like really into it the entire time, and I don't think you've ever, I don't know if you ever met someone who's cried at a superhero movie, but I cried at least three times in that movie. Three times. Wow. I, I'm pretty sure it was like three times. It that it really got me. And I mean, yeah, it's a really good ending. Yeah. Which is not it's not I'm obviously there's been sadder movies, but like I think it kind of just helped with how much I I guess I enjoyed the movie or something. But no, but it was awesome. And then when they brought everyone back, that whole scene there, Avengers Assemble, that was that was absolutely huge. And that was obviously probably one of my favorite scenes in that movie was Avengers. Yeah, scene. that's a that's a scene where like motherfuckers stand up in the theater and start clapping. Yeah, like, and then it that, was really good. And then like right right before that, they kind of they cut out to where you know all of Thanos's army and shit and all their ships were coming at Captain America, and he was just that man standing alone. And that was a cool scene too. I'm pretty sure you like you could just find pictures of that. That that was a cool part too. Like I think that gets forgot about when Captain America is just standing there by himself, ready to take on an entire army. But yeah, that was yeah, that was my number one. So personally, I like Infinity War better, but I also like I'm not a big MCU guy. Like I've maybe seen like ten MCU movies, and I don't think I've seen any other Avengers movies besides those two mm-hmm. but yeah Endgame is really good um my number one is a movie that i watched for the first time last year and i then proceeded to watch it again the next day and then i watched it again the day after that because this i oh i love music but i wasn't in band or anything in high school but this movie made me want to have been even though the band instructor is complete dickhead, but it is Whiplash. Oh yeah, have you seen Whiplash? I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It has uh, J.K. Simmons and Teller in it, right? Yes, and it's by the director um, Damon Chazelle that did La La Land. Okay. Um, but J.K. Simmons in this movie is absolutely incredible. I can't remember. If you won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in this, 
I think he did. Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, he was amazing. He was so good. Oh, man. The scene, there's a scene where Miles Teller forgets his drumsticks and he's going to be late for the the performance and he blows through a red light and he gets buried by a semi-truck and I like audibly gasped. I was like, oh, fuck, he's dead. And somehow he doesn't die. I don't know how, <laughs> but it's just, I don't even know what to say about it. It's, I mean, Damien Chazelle is a, is such a good director and you can see that here. And this, this, it's on a lot of like film critics, like best movies of the 2010s list, but not enough actual people talk about it. And I don't know what it's on, but it needs, everyone needs to watch this movie in my opinion. And it is a movie I will keep going back to continuously over and over. I will show it to as many people as I can because it is really good. That being said, I've never seen La La Land, which I need to see that. It was like a problem because it's supposed to be amazing. And it like is tied for the most Oscar nominations ever in a single Oscars with 14. And it somehow didn't win picture because yeah, La La Land. And then it didn't win best picture, but it got announced for winning best picture. And then it turns out it was moonlight and the motherfucker read the card wrong. And then, yeah which it should have beat Moonlight in the first place, so it shouldn't have been a problem. But I don't even know what Moonlight is, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, Do you have any honorable mentions or anything you want to talk about? I have a couple, but... uh, Ever since 2009, I've always said Avatar is my, like, number one favorite movie. Going back to it now, it's not that... Like, it's not an amazing movie. At, At the time, it was. Like, the technology, the CGI in 2009 was incredible and again huge nostalgia for me yeah um another one halloween i love i mean it's just my favorite slasher movie and i love slashers and uh but it's not like i'm more obsessed with the franchise than like it actually being one of my favorite movies if that makes sense like i watch it every year on halloween Mm -hmm. it's great Uh, my last honorable mention coda seen this twice now watched it for the first time like a week ago two weeks ago the one best picture this year for a fucking reason uh i cried i cried i do not cry during movies very often i cried during this movie it is so good so moving and it's fucking hilarious like half the goddamn cast talks in sign language and it, it had me on the floor i do i guess i do want to uh, kind of add a couple now these okay these, they're not very surprising ones but I want to add the Dark Knight. Oh, and, yeah, that's on mine too. And in yeah. and, and the Batman. Yeah, uh, I, very uh, good movie. Yeah, I obviously the Dark Knight probably has you know probably a little better, but I really mm-hmm. like the direction or heading with the Batman. Like that was yeah, that was really cool. They kept it dark. They kind of made it a little scary, which obviously is not really scary, but. Like, you know what I mean? They kind of made it, you know, it's Batman. He's a dark, he's a dark superhero kind of, he works in the dark. Super edgy, which was nice. Yeah. And I was honest, I honestly didn't think Robert Pattinson was going to do a good job with him. I didn't either. He did. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. And Paul Dano was fucking amazing, by the way, my dad. 
more, probably a top villain I've ever seen in a superhero movie. He mm-hmm. absolutely fucking nailed that. Like he made Riddler more like, mm-hmm. you know, like what he's actually supposed to be a fucking psycho. Yeah. And like, if you see, if you see him in other movies, like he's not really scary. He's not really, he's just a normal villain. That's just, you know, not scary at all. Not, you know, I mean, he does bad things. Yeah. Wears a goddamn green suit with question marks on it. Yeah. Like this one, he looked creepy. He was psychotic and he, he fucking nailed it. That was, yeah. That was probably one of the best parts of the movie was the Riddler. Ledger's Ledger's Joker is iconic. And yeah, Dano's Riddler is right up there with him. I'm not, I'm going to still have Ledger above him. Yeah. But Dano's Riddler is damn close. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. I And I mean, if we want to compare the Batman to Batman Begins, which was the first of a trilogy of Nolan's movies, it yeah. is so much fucking better than that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd, and if it gets better from here, like it did from Batman Begins to Dark Knight, oh, God. Yeah. I actually just watched Batman Begins today and I was like, yeah, this is just, it's no, not, it's not that good. Uh, yeah. Scarecrow is not a good villain. No. I love Killian Murphy. Scarecrow is not it. No. So yeah, that is each of our top five favorite movies and then some. Um, I'm sure we could go on for a lot longer talking about our favorite movies, but we're not going to because now it is time for our top three favorite TV shows as the final segment of this first episode. Do you want to go first with your number three? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Number three. Friends. Number three. What is a but? I mean, I know what. What do you have at two? Huh? I, I'm not. Don't tell me. But like, man, Friends is so good. Friends would I, be my four, probably or five. Yeah. Yeah, Friends is. See now with shows. My shows are a little different. And that's because I don't really watch. I don't really binge watch a lot of shows. So, like, if I'm watching a show, I want to be laughing, usually. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm very picky when it comes to shows. So, it's kind of hard for me to watch, like, serious ones. Um, yeah, Friends, I, I guess that. Friends hits, like, nails it. Yeah. It's, you know, Chandler is my favorite one by far. Absolutely. Easily. No question people forget they think he's just an idiot and i'm like dude you don't understand comedy then this guy is fucking so hilarious funny. oh the, st- the thing he does to joey and stuff when he's being mm-hmm. you know joey it's just yeah and they're dynamic uh, like all six of them you would believe that they grew up together like, yeah it's just they all the they chemistry all, is amazing yeah they all work and they're all good now i'll probably monica's probably my least favorite but like she still mm-hmm. has some pretty funny moments and stuff like that. Like yeah. they're all pretty even, not pretty even, but they all have comedy in them, which is good to have. Like they all six can make the show funny. So, and I'd say all like, in my opinion, all three of the girls are pretty even to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think Phoebe but, probably has a little bit of an edge over him, but yeah. Yeah. Or Jen, just because she's a fucking smoke show. Yeah, Jen, it's fine. Anywho, um, what do you Um, got? My number three is a show that I stopped watching. I watched the first four seasons and stopped. 
So that tells you how fucking good the first like three seasons were. The second season of this show is the best season of television I've ever watched. And I'll, I, I always say that, uh, but the show is Vikings. First three seasons were 10 or like, yeah, there were like 10, 12 episodes. I think there were 10, 10 episodes a piece. And it was flawless. Like the plot was so succinct and the acting was perfect. The guy who plays Ragnar is amazing, but not just him. Uh, Floki, who is played by one of the Jillian Skarsgårds in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that are actors, but it's so good. And then season four, they kill off Ragnar. But not only that, they move it to 20 episodes and the plot just like there's so much fluff and the episode length stays the same, but 20 of them. And it's just like the plot isn't as succinct anymore. And I got bored. And so I didn't watch five season five. I tried to watch season five. Every time I try and pick it back up, I watch like 10 minutes and I'm like, I can't do it. So I didn't watch season five or season six. And yet it's still my number three because one season one and season two and season three were all incredible. Yeah, that's a weird jump. When you said there were like 10 to 12, and then like the last one's just 20. Like mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that is kind of odd. Like I could see four and five that. were both 20. And I think it's just because they wanted to make more money because it popped off and they signed a bigger deal. So, yeah, I but they just came out with Vikings Valhalla on Netflix and it's only 10 episodes. So I'm going to watch it. Huh. Yeah, I would, I could see probably why you didn't like the last one as much because, yeah, that's, that's just odd. That, yeah. 10 to 12 and then 20. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. Obviously, I've never seen the show, so I can't really go into much more detail. But what is your number two? WandaVision from the MCU. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. I did not expect to like that one at all. Like, I thought it was just, I didn't understand how they were going to break because the, tra- the trailer was showing like they were from like the 50s to 60s and all that kind of stuff. And I was very confused with where they were going with it. And I was like, what does this have to do with anything? Cause I wanted it. I, cause the way I want the MCU to go, I wanted to still keep, you know, carry on with the story or whatever, you know, the whole universe or whatever. So like, I thought this was more of a spinoff rather than actually part of the MCU. But when I started watching, I was like, okay, this was really freaking cool. The way, she like basically created like created that barrier around this town just out of pure like just depression and anger from her powers that she didn't even know she could do and then just creating a whole just living a whole like life there and the part that kind of you know obviously you see is that she was controlling those people the controlling their minds and shit that part's kind of hard to see just because, you know, she's not supposed to do that. And of course she doesn't see that because she's just so she's, you know, back with vision. Like she has her family and she's living her life with the vision. And so like you kind of see her start to realize like this probably isn't the right thing to do anymore. And, and yeah, and that's when you start the, that's when we're going to figure out that want, uh, they're actually going to start calling her Scarlet Witch. I think, I don't, I don't know what they are, but like you're going to actually see the Scarlet Witch in full like power. So, because she could be probably one of the most dangerous Marvel superheroes in the universe. So like, I thought that whole, 
show was just fucking cool. Like I was, and I also wasn't huge about the MCU having shows because I've always just been huge on the movies because I'm not, again, I'm not a huge show watcher. Like I'm not a huge bend watcher. So like that, I can't, it kind of annoyed me that it was a show, but that was, it was awesome. So I like, I kind of like the, what the MCUs are doing with, or what the MCU is doing with shows. So, yeah. I thought that show would be a lot more novelty yeah. than it was. Like I thought it would just be, here is this cool thing where we're going to spoof a bunch of sitcoms. Yeah. And we're going to call it a day. Yeah. But it was actually a lot deeper than that. And I enjoyed it for someone again, who doesn't really watch the MCU that much. Yeah. And the one more thing. So like, I think it's cool. Like, obviously I, I assume people have, you know, noticed this part, but like, I don't care if I spoil it for people, but so at the end, they, the army or whatever they were shield or whoever they were, um, they basically created another vision and the vision, that vision and the actual vision in the, you know, in the show, they like fight. And at the end, the actual vision like transfers his memories and everything into him. And then you just don't hear or see anything about that vision again. So like, I think, I think we're going to see that vision here soon. So yeah. they were either setting themselves up for something or they just fucking left. Like they just, yeah. Like I like, hope oh, shit. Like I, I hope forgot they, about this. I would hope they do something with that. Oh yeah. The MCU is more is way too well run to just leave something yeah. like that. But yeah, that's it. Um, My number two is something that I defend to this day as being the best animated show ever made and that is bojack horseman because not only is this show fucking hilarious which it is but it's not one-dimensional it's so dark and so deep and makes you think about your life and i hate being one of those guys that's like yeah you just gotta you just gotta make it through etc etc the first season of bojack horseman is a lot more comedy and it's like it's good but it's it gets so much better after that. You make it through the first season and then it's a lot more, again, self-reflection. It's deep. We see Bojack's life just crumble before him and he gets depressed and he does all these things and he does some fucked up shit. It, more people need to watch it because I'm on like my third or fourth rewatch. It never gets old. The second to last episode of the show is just oh my god it hits so hard is is that show like ended or is it still going no it's it's over now oh five seasons i was actually very sad when i watched it the the last episode yeah but you yeah, said it's, stuff about that and mm-hmm. i've always just kind of seen it because i'm gonna keep repeating it but I'm picky with shows and like yeah. that was one of that's a show that like i feel like i wouldn't like just because now I it's the animation that kind of gets me. But again, I need to just try to, you know, step out of that comfort zone and actually just watch shows for what they are instead of, you know, judging them by their covers or whatever. So yeah, that's kind of the point of this podcast. Yeah. So although I I know um my shows are better than yours. So you know. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's not it's not like Rick and Morty, which I also love. But it's not like Rick and Morty, and it's just like wobble up a dub dub, ye like ha, ha, comedy. Yeah. Hey. No, it's like here's some comedy, 
and now you're depressed. Oh, yeah. see how we did that? Oh, funny. Oh, now you're sad. Yeah. It's really good. Get fucked. All right. <laughs> yeah, essentially, <laughs> fuck you. Um, I think you can guess number one, so I'm going to let you guess I it. I think so. Yeah. It is The Office. Correct. Now, the first season was, I want, I want to say, was kind of hard to watch. Cause it was, this was, I guess yeah. it was a show that you didn't really see cause it looked like people were, it was looked like, you know, it was an actual documentary and there was just random actors just getting interviewed and stuff working at a paper company or whatever. And so they were, I think they were trying to figure that out. So the first season I will say is probably the hardest one to watch. I'm not going to say it's bad, but I'm not going to say it was great. So the first season is hard to get through. So then the second season they figured they figured it out. I don't know what I mean, Michael or Steve Carell like lost weight or something, fixed his hair. Or I don't know what he did, but he looked way different. Like he figured that Michael Scott part out. Like he was he was an idiot. He was funny. And there was also scenes that he's actually serious in. Like one of the first ones I want to talk about, like want to tell you about is when so Pam is really wanting to be like an artist. They're an artist. When I said it like that, but an artist. Um, so she has like this showing, and of course, she's not like one of the greatest artists ever. So her work is kind of, you know, amateur or whatever. I don't really want to be rude about it, but anyway. Um, sorry, I don't think you're gonna hurt her feelings. I yeah, think you're fine. I, I think I will. I have to be careful. <laughs> Jeff Fisher could get on this podcast and you know just rip into me. So I'm gonna be careful. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know when Jenna Fisher is gonna just randomly pop yeah. in the Zoom call. Yeah, I do know she's a blues fan, so you know, go blues. But anyway, um <laughs> anyway, uh so she's at this art gallery where she has some of her paintings up. And during that day, she'd really ask like all of her other coworkers that are in the office to really like to go and, you know, support her. And I think Oscar, Oscar shows up, but like, he basically, you know, she, he wasn't really one of those important people in her, in her life. So I don't even she didn't really talk about that much, but anyway, so then Michael shows up late because I think he was, I think they were off doing a sale or something that was in the, earlier in the show. But anyway, um, he shows up and you could see her. He was like so proud of her and all that stuff. And that's the part yeah. that people forget about um, Michael Scott. So, yeah, you know, that's the office. Uh, it really honestly in high school, you know, you have a lot of tough days too, a lot of tough nights, a lot of stressful nights. Yeah. Um, you know, me, uh, no, you know, I, I was in four sports every year. I was in drama. Um, so there were some, there are a lot of nights where you don't really get to just be home and just, you know, relax and the office. That's what, that was my, that was what I used to relax with. I'd lay in bed like before I went to sleep and that's what I'd watch till until I fall like fell asleep. And we can you know, read I, a book. You fucking bum. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but that's that's what i did i would watch the office just on repeat and i actually used to have a number of how many times i had it on repeat and i think i stopped at like 14 or something i rewatched it wow yeah i'm not kidding i really would it get it get over i just started back up from episode one so yeah the office number one i mean i i've watched it i liked it not a big uh I don't know, sitcom guy. 
besides friends. I like friends, but do you know mine? I think this is wrong. I'm going to go with the last kingdom. Yes. Correct. Okay. That is it. Netflix original. Like I've said before, not enough people watch this. Last kingdom is, oh, oh man. It's based on 13 books, by the way, which I have like three of. And I am going to start reading because now the last kingdom is over and I'm sad. But it's again, like it's, it's historical fiction. It's like Vikings, you know, it's based on the, um, the Danes and the Englishmen and the war between them. And, uh, the main character, Uhtred born a Saxon, but raised a Dane. He's, uh, it's the guy that plays him is really, really good. And he's not well known. Like this is the only thing he's really done. Yeah. But he does a fantastic job and they didn't do what Vikings did and sell out because it's Netflix. So obviously they didn't sell out, but like the episodes and the plot stay like short each season. It's like 10 episodes a season, give or take, I think, or more like eight maybe, but each season is based off of two books and each episode is like an hour long. So they get through a fuck ton of plot, but it's succinct. And it's it's the only show that I've ever watched where I like care as much as I did in this show about the characters. Their character work is incredible. When even like a minor character dies, you feel it. You are very sad. And yeah, the character work is unheralded. And also the set pieces and everything going into it is really good. And they don't hold back with anything, really. I mean, it's not like Game of Thrones. Like, you don't see a dude's fucking swinging dick. But <laughs> they don't they don't really hold back. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I think I tried watching it, but it's just it just wasn't my taste. Yeah, it's like definitely I, not for a lot of people. Yeah. But for people who are into like fantasy and yeah. historical fiction and that era of stuff. So pretty much if you fucking like Vikings, watch it. Yeah. Um, or any fantasy show, watch it, please. Do you have any honorable mentions or anything? I have one. Okay. And it's, it's one of those, you know, comedy zipcoms. Um, uh-huh. And it's, it's new girl. I'm surprised it's, I didn't make your top three with as much as you talk about it. Yeah, I I actually, basically, that is the show I have on repeat now just because Friends in the Office are on Netflix. And yeah. I usually only watch Netflix so much just because it's literally a button on my TV remote. <laughs> so that's really why, the only reason why I usually watch Netflix most, or mostly is because it's easier to get on. But new new girl's hilarious if you want to watch comedy that's that's the one you should probably look at it's because the three guys in that show are just absolutely absolutely hilarious jake johnson um is fucking funny he kills me every time he's nick in that show and this is bad i don't remember the other actors names but they're all hilarious so i i enjoy i like watching it all the time i well, fuck, what are you going to watch now that you canceled Netflix? Well, you see, um, that's a good question. <laughs> well, I had that Disney bundle thing. 
Oh, so you're going to watch Vikings. All right, cool. Um, but how am I going to watch Vikings? Watch. On Hulu? It's on Hulu. Yeah. Oh. yeah Where'd you watch Snowfall on Hulu? That's supposed to be really good. I only have one honorable mention outside of Friends because we already talked about it, but that's Breaking Bad. And I don't really know how this didn't make my top three. It's like 3B. Like Vikings is 3A and Breaking Bad is 3B. I think my main problem is I watched the first like three seasons of Breaking Bad and then took a two or three year break before I watched the last two seasons. But there's a reason it was like the number one ranked show on IMDb of all time. And it's like still top five, I think. It's really good. And Brian Cranston won four Grammys for the show or Grammys, Emmys. Same thing, you know, one's music, one's TV. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, close enough. Um, we all get the point. And Aaron Paul is great. Yeah, it, it's just a really good show. I think that's it. That that wraps up everything we had planned to talk today about. Do you have anything else you want to say? Even though this podcast is going to be significantly longer than I originally thought. Yeah. So if you made it to the end, thank you. We appreciate it. I yeah. know you absolutely just love hearing our voices, of course. Especially mine. mine. Damn right. Yeah. But anything you want to say? Um, you know, if you want to ask us questions or to give us ideas for other episodes, just uh, we have the white noise uh, Twitter page and Instagram. Dalton created them, so I can't think of how you what the names are exactly. <laughs> like it's the Twitter. The is white. Twitter is white underscore noise pod. Yeah, and the Instagram is white noise underscore pod. Yeah. So follow those. Um, Brad, what are I we already you want to drop your Twitter again? I know we already talked about it, but yeah, my Twitter is Bradley Wu22. So no caps. So yep. Instagram. Instagram is Bradley.worster. All right. And um, you can find me at Twitter at Dalton J Elwood and Instagram at Dalton Elwood. I'm not very original with my names. I don't care. That about wraps everything up. This has been White Noise episode one. Look out for episode two to drop on Monday, the 25th. We will be releasing new episodes every Monday and Friday. Granted, I am a full-time college student and Brad works full-time. So I'm going to try my fucking hardest. But... There may be a time when an episode that's supposed to be released on a Friday doesn't get released until Monday, vice versa. I'm going to try to let that not happen. But look, hopefully for two episodes every week, we will see you next time. Brad? We out.